Are you taking a reactive or proactive approach to your taxes? Do you wait until the year is over and hope for the best when tax time comes around? Is your business taking accurate tax deductions and receiving all the tax credits you deserve? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we will answer these questions and many more. So sharpen your pencil and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge. Good day and welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. What a joy it is to be here with you today. Some exciting uh, news happening today. This is our first show going across Zoom as well as the first time we're being live on Facebook during the program. So it's just really exciting here. This is going to be our new format uh, going forward, and we're going to really look uh, forward to just being able to provide consistent, good, accurate tax information to you all. And we're on show number 33, believe it or not. seems like this ride just started like yesterday, but it's been fun. And it's great being able to get out and share with a worldwide audience throughout the U.S., China, Japan, the Philippines, wherever you're from, hey, we're great. We're happy that you listen to this show. Now, if you have any questions or you want to contact me regarding taxes or any of the programs I've discussed, because I am available year-round, I do tax uh, consulting, tax planning, helping one's individuals and businesses to save money on taxes. And now, as we're going to talk about in a little bit, now is the time of year to be looking at this for 2021. Email me at success at cashtracksfinancial.com. You can also give me a call. That number is 844-394-4287. Now, getting to our topic for today, which is the status of your 2021 taxes. What is it? Are you going to pay? Are you going to get a refund in 2022? We know many are just now getting back to work or many have been working all along and some businesses are doing very well. Others are still struggling through the pandemic, but still, no matter what circumstance you're in under the current circumstances, you do need to consider now going forward for taxes. What's the second half going to bring? Yesterday, the first half of the year ended and now Do you know where you are personally in taxes? Do you know where your business is on taxes? Are you keeping track of uh, expenses and income? Are you just saying, well, I got money in my account, but I must be fine. Well, it doesn't, it's just not really that simple. And we really want everybody to really take this time now to review, which is why having not just a tax professional, but a tax consultant, someone who is available to help you go through those numbers, to sort through those numbers, ready to assist you, not just a seasonal preparer who's here for three and a half months out of the year or almost well, four and a half this year, but someone who is there to help you to get through this, which is what Cash Tracks Financial and I am all about is sitting here helping you to get through these things and to discuss these topics like I'm talking about today. If you're a sole proprietor or you're working on a farm, we know that there are many challenges that you've had to go. You've gotten some free money through PPP loans. And that's great and fantastic, which you don't have to claim that as income. But yet, how is your business doing? Are you actually tracking a profit and loss through the year or just saying, well, I'm making money, I'm doing good, and then paying over $10,000 at the end of the year with most of it being self-employment tax? 
now is the time to review. One of the areas that I always talk to individuals about when I visit with them really deals with, are you properly categorizing your expenses? Are you also keeping good track of your expenses? Are you using some type of system? I try to help ones to set up a system within their accounting. Don't just go and buy the do-it-yourself softwares off the shelf, or actually download them, I should say, and then just try to set it up yourself because invariably you're going to set it up wrong. Because I get so many of these statements in each and every year from businesses and from people who are trying to do their own accounting, but they just aren't putting everything in the right place because they don't have the good understanding of accounting. So even if, for example, an individual like myself who does both the tax and accounting, even if you don't want the full accounting help, it would be good. It would be wise. And I'd be okay with it. That's where, I, that's where I'd like to come in and help individuals that I don't necessarily need to do your accounting, but it would be good to have someone set up that accounting system for you, help you set it up, get uh, all of your accounts there because there's various accounts you need to set up. And with those, get everything going to the right place. And then if you go get a new loan, get a little help to get that set up properly into your system because that's going to really affect your bottom line and affect where you are like right now in the middle of the year. So you can have an accurate understanding of where you are and then know, do I need to make an adjustment? Am I making a certain amount of profit? Do I need to put more money into the business? Can I buy some equipment? Should I have some set aside for perhaps the rest of the year? What's the rest of my year going to look like? We really can't fully predict what the rest of the year is going to be look like, but we want to kind of just take a good estimate or have some funds set aside. If we need equipment, maybe buy the equipment. Maybe even another thought is contribute to a retirement plan. Oftentimes, sole proprietors and farms, this is one thing that is so overlooked, but yet you can contribute to an IRA, an individual IRA. Now, when you're a sole proprietor or a farmer, you're doing a Schedule C or a Schedule F, you're really in a unique position because not only can you contribute to an individual IRA or a Roth IRA, you can also do a simple IRA, which is a business uh, type IRA, which is real simple, but it allows a lot more in contributions than just a regular IRA. Yes, because a regular IRA only allows like 6,000 if you're under 50, and then if you're 50 or older, it allows 7,000, whereas your simple IRA allows over 13,000 in the year. Now, we keep in mind these contributions do not offset self-employment tax, which Frankly, as a sole proprietor or a farmer, you do need to pay some. And it's good to think about that and start making some estimated payments to cover at least that portion of the return. That way you're not running short uh, come time to collect your social security because you do need to make those contributions into social security. But these contributions to either a simple IRA or a traditional IRA, those can offset the regular income tax. And that is a good deal for you to set those off because you're getting a good return on just making that simple contribution. If we're looking at a corporation, a partnership, a multi-person LLC, once again, many small business owners that I work with, uh, they do a fantastic job at what they do. Whatever their their skill is, uh, perhaps doing truck repair or running some type of uh, auto parts store, whatever it is you do, you do a great job at what you do. But when it comes to these areas such as expenses and tracking income and making sure these areas are done, once again, 
too, too many times ones are trying to use just do-it-yourself software, which is not set up right. And at the mid-year like this doesn't really give you the, the good picture. And it would be much wiser in my recommendation to, once again, get some software, have a professional and find or find someone who's just willing to help you set that up and help to get you going and help to just help you to monitor through the year. I mean, you can put in your transactions, you can write your checks, you can put in all the information. You may not necessarily need that help because you're capable of doing it, but having someone get the system set up and just kind of monitoring the system, helping you to stay on track through the year so that when we get to times where we are now, for example, here uh, coming at, in, at the end of the second quarter, to know exactly where your business is, how much money has your business made, what's going to be your potential or projected profit for the end of the year, just based on where the first half of the year. What it also helps to do is it helps to predict for future years is that, of course, 2020 was a very unusual year for everybody pretty much, but some businesses still thrived, some adjusted, and some uh, are, are thriving very well this year. So we need to stop and take a look and say, hey, what can I do as I look at my profit and loss? Uh, can I, once again, look at doing some things differently? Can I perhaps offer some other benefits to my employees, which is very often overlooked, can be uh, dental and medical reimbursement plans. I had a show on health reimbursement arrangements a few weeks ago, which really talked about some great ways that you can offer health benefits to your clients and have it be very cost-effective in limiting the expense. You can do, if you don't have a retirement plan, you can do like a simple IRA or 401k, invest in that for your employees. That would be a very great way to do it as well. So there's a lot of ways you can look at it, but having that information in front of you, in your hands, that would be invaluable to you to be able to make sure and plan for the rest of the year. That way, we're not running into, like I see so many times during the year, especially during tax season, people come in, they bring their information and it's like, well, uh, there's not much else we can do because this is the numbers other than helping them to get the numbers into the right place, helping them to adjust it. That's where the real challenge comes in. But yet if we get it set up from the beginning or even if we're now, for example, we're now in 2020 and you don't quite have the system set up right, but you would like some help to get that done so that we can work through the month of July, for example, to get all of your numbers in the right place to help you to get uh, so you know where your business is for the first half of the year. And then, okay, we know that either we're uh, going to need to uh, maybe adjust, set some money aside, or maybe, okay, we know we're estimating this. So maybe as a, as a business, we can think, okay, well, Maybe I need to buy equipment. Maybe I can set up a new benefit plan. Maybe uh, something I've been putting off for, for a while, I can go ahead and get. Uh, maybe I can spend a little bit more I mean, all things advertising. Uh, maybe I need some new uh, uh, office uh, furniture. I mean, whatever it can be. But if you have, you got to have those numbers, not just going off the fact that you got money in the bank. Uh, we just want to go ahead and just do all that we can right now, or at least get us caught up so that you as a business owner know exactly where your business is. Now, the, of course, because of 
retirement plans and so on, you have most, you can go later on, but there is the simple, like the simple IRA, you do have to establish that by October 1st. But for a business owner, and this is even your corporations, partnerships, LLCs, if you don't want to mess with the administration of a 401k, I'll tell you, the simple IRA is really the way to go. And it's a good way to, to build some uh, good rapport with your employees. You do a small match of 3% of what they, and that's only if they contribute. Just offer that to your employees. It's a really low cost way to do it, but yet you as an employer, uh, you're usually an employee of your corporation and you can do that. Or if you're an LLC or partnership taxed as an S-corp, which is what we do a lot of, you can also be an, of course, be an employee and take advantage of that as well. And that may be something you need to look at as well, especially if you're a C-corporation. I don't know exactly what your circumstances are, but in some cases, it is very appropriate for an employer or for a business to elect from being a C-corp to an S-corp. Now, circumstances are different. Got to really get a good understanding of what is happening with your business, but that has to be considered as an option there, just depending on on what, what is happening and what is going on with a good, good example there. So as businesses, what we want to remind you is just be very, very careful. Make sure whatever accounting system you're using, whatever you're doing, it must, it must be set up exactly correct because otherwise you're not going to know where you are. And that's where like I come in, I help you to get that set up. We look it over. And usually I like to do this right when you're starting a business because I have a certain set that I work with uh, a chart of accounts, which most business owners don't even know what that is. And that's okay because you're not trained in accounting. You're trained in whatever you do, but yet, by having it set up correctly from the beginning, not just relying on the software, but paying someone a little bit like myself, you're actually going to end up making money. Because if, like, for example, if you pay me like, like two or $300 a month just to help you out and everything, how long does it take you to go out and make that back in your business? An hour, maybe two is all you got to work to cover what it costs to help a professional like me just to help you out. It's just some thoughts that you need to keep in mind in your business to make sure that you do this. Well, we've covered a lot on business here initially, and I'm going to move on to more individuals now because so many individuals, just there's so many changes. And even as an individual, you really got to look at your tax planning. But we're going to take a short break now and then come back and talk about specifically individuals. What do individuals on their tax returns need to do? And some of this applies, once again, even if you have a Schedule C sole proprietorship or an individual farm. So these are some great ideas we're going to talk about here. But we're going to do that in just a couple minutes when we return to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Each year, you file taxes, save money, spend money, and run your business. You try to educate yourself and manage as much as you can on your own. But no matter how hard you search, trying to find the solutions right for you can lead to frustration and burnout. The traditional tax filing and bookkeeping approach no longer works. In a perfect world, the tax professional would work with you throughout the year so you have more time and energy to do the things you love. 
Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial believes you should focus on your job and have a partner to support you to take care of everything else. That is why we developed our personal success and business success bundles. Our clients achieve better results because we focus on more than just tax and bookkeeping stuff. We start with a no-cost mutual exploration meeting to determine if our success bundles are right for you. To schedule your free mutual exploration session, call 844-394-4287, email success at cashtracksfinancial.com or visit cashtracksfinancial.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor. Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. I just really appreciate you tuning into the program today, our first uh, program on Zoom and our first live Facebook broadcast. This is just so exciting as we're talking about, of course, taxes, but that's not everybody's favorite topic. But really, when it comes this time of year, it is just vital that when stopping to consider there were so many changes in 2020, thousands of pages. And in March of 2021, guess what? They make a ton more changes, which has caused backlog during tax season. And I've had this experience with many of my clients where tax returns are normally take and refunds and normally take about no more than 21 days to process have been taken 10 weeks just because of simply having a tax law passed in March that affects the filing season. And I still got some that are waiting and I've talked to preparers around the country and they have the same issue going on. So just, Hurry up and be, wait, hurry up and be patient. That's really all that we're saying to everybody because it's just, it is what it is. And hopefully all of these will get out very shortly. But yet, even with the backlog or waiting, we still need to stop and look at our, our personal taxes. Yes, personally, where are we taxed? Especially if we've been working all year, we've been conducting business all year, we need to stop and take a look and get a good idea of where we are. And one of the reasons I say that is because in 2020, the new W-4s came out with various changes to them. It was like the first one was very confusing, but then the renewed one, the reviewed one, that was, anyway, I just call it confusing. Now, everybody's different. Everybody's circumstances are different once again. And so depending on the individual, I, uh, when I have these meetings with people who are wondering, what do I do on this W-4 to make sure my withholding is correct? Well, I explain to them how it works and everything. And what's happening? Well, 
if you recently filled one up and had some changes and been looking at your check and you're going, okay, it seems everything's fine, but you got to get your most recent pay stub or the one with, that you're going to get the next week or so, depending whatever your, your paycheck is or whatever your pay period is, you need to stop and you need to look at that W-2 withholding and then maybe compare it to other years, which once again, which is why it's important to have a tax person, a partner with you to help you to have a meeting with you to really review your situation. And this is important. Uh, if you have a W-2 as one spouse and then you have a working spouse that maybe is self-employed, Yes, you need to think about that and to see, okay, is there enough withholding there to cover our taxes uh, to make sure we're not going to have to pay this year? So that's a very important consideration. As you look at that and as you consider, it just needs to be looked at. And so a W-2 withholding review or withholding review to make sure that your withholding is going to cover that could be very well both for federal and state taxes, depending on the state where you are and depending what's what's going on. Because the big thing I run into on W-2s is because of the way that the charts are written, people will have a part-time job, maybe make twelve, eighteen thousand dollars a year, or even twenty thousand, and there's like almost no withholding on. And why is that? Well, oftentimes there's no withholding because one's the way the charts go because of the amount they make because of their filing status, mainly married filing jointly is when I see this is because of the way the chart goes and the way their W-4 is filled out, it tells no taxes. So in some cases we got to go in and I got to go in and recommend you need to go tell your employer, or adjust your W-4 so that it will say like $25 extra withholding or whatever here, just to make sure you at least break even or in some cases even be able to, get a refund depending what you want to do. Also, this time of year, in addition to looking at your W-2 withholding, if you've uh, perhaps sold any anything that's a capital gain, did you sell a home? Did you sell any stocks? Did you sell any mutual funds? What's going on with that? You can have some capital gains there that need to be looked at. As well as, of course, as we talked about a few weeks ago, are you dealing in cryptocurrency? Have you sold any cryptocurrency? Have you acquired cryptocurrency? All of these factors need to be taken into consideration in looking at where you're going to be tax-wise as far as for planning to be able to make sure the rest of the year works out good for you. As I mentioned earlier, with this, we can look at contributing to an IRA, 6,000 if you're under 50 or 7,000 if you're over age 50. Now, the interesting part about this is, is that even if only one spouse works, the non-working spouse is still eligible to contribute to an IRA. Now, you can do an interesting uh, combination here. You can do up to $6,000 between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA. And so that can be deducted if you do a traditional IRA, which once again, depends on circumstances, but that's something to possibly look at. Instead of thinking about it when it's always pressed, oh, you can still contribute to your IRA to affect your taxes. Well, not everybody necessarily has the money to contribute to their IRA at the beginning of the year. So why not be looking at that like right now? 
in the middle of the year and thinking, okay, can I start an IRA? Can I do 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, whatever the amount, start putting that in. And then that way you start an automatic investment program. That way, when it comes time for tax season, if you need to put a little bit more in to help you out, you don't have to put in such a lump sum. That's something to consider and think about. Now, if you're also on a personal tax, and this hits on personal tax, whether you're a, uh, also, whether you have a Schedule C, a sole proprietor, or you're a farmer, and you're carrying health insurance, and you can carry a qualified high deductible health plan, are you contributing to an HSA, a health savings account? Yes. $3,600 if it's a self-only or $7,200 is the max for a family with additional amounts if you're age 55 or older. That's another deduction that you can get. And depending on who the provider is, the custodian of the HSA account is, you can possibly contribute that. I'm not, it can be 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, whatever. But then those that you put in there into the HSA are deductible. Now, of course, we keep in mind the advantage of the contribution to the HSA, as long as you have a high deductible health plan, is that it grows tax, tax deferred. And as long as that's used for medical expenses, medical related expenses, which includes like dental and vision, you can use the money, have it come out tax-free. Now, the other part is you can also accumulate in the HSA with no limits on accumulation. You can just keep contributing to it. Everything's fine and beautiful. And you just maybe not use it for medical, but you can use it even as a supplemental retirement later on if you so choose. Charitable deductions, keep in mind to always keep a receipt when you do a charitable deduction. Write a check, use a credit card. There's the above the line deduction of $300 per individual this year, which is nice. It's $600 for married filing jointly. One of the big questions that come up during tax season a lot is, well, what can I deduct? which is a very good question many people ask, and I've covered a few of these things like an IRA contribution, uh, IRA contribution, an HSA contribution, charitable deductions above the line up to $600. Then, of course, we keep in mind the standard deduction for 2021. That's the, that's the threshold, really, that, that has to be met to be able to help you to do the itemized deductions. And these itemized deductions are always a trick because you think about Married filing separately or single is twelve thousand five fifty for this year. If you're going married and filing joint, it's twenty five thousand one hundred. You got to get over those amounts before you can even do that, and that includes a number of items, including like property taxes, uh, a home interest on your home, which for some people that could help them really get close to that, uh, as well as many medical type of expenses are included on that. Now, of course, the medical expense has its own threshold that you have to meet before you can even start counting medical. But if you have a lot of medical expenses during the year, which interestingly, even with the ACA, I've had some clients that have had itemized deductions mainly because of medical that took them not only over the 7.5% threshold, it also took them up and over the standard deduction amount in their case. So where can we find uh, information on itemized deductions? Well, I have a, a useful sheet, which uh, you, if you 
email me, success at cashtracksfinancial.com. I can uh, certainly share that with you as well as you can visit my website, cashtracksfinancial.com in tax organizers and forms. There's a deduction finder in that. And with that deduction finder, it helps to identify the various uh, deductions you can use to potentially itemize your deductions. Now, each individual's, every family's different. All you can do is take a look at the form and consulting such as this is part of the work that we do here in helping ones who are part of our success packages. We go over this, we help you to plan, we help you, okay, are you going to get here? What's going to happen? So we want to make sure that if you can itemize, we want you to help you itemize, but yet also be able to know, okay, is this going to be really worth doing? Where's our, where are we going to be for the year? Where are we to year to date? Which is once again, planning, which is why I'm talking about planning right now is that where are you the first half of the year? Are we getting close to that? Are we getting close to maybe half that threshold? Or are we getting close to that threshold? What do we want to do? As well as depending on your circumstances, sometimes some items could be put off maybe to the next year, especially if we're getting closer to the end of the year, which once again, working with your uh, a tax professional who's helping you all year round, we can make these planning decisions together so that whether it's a charitable donation or maybe some medical that you're paying for, any of these that can help you to maybe itemize in one year over another year uh, needs to keep that important. Now, another area that we need to be sure and looking at planning for is your education credits. These are the American Opportunity Credit and the Lifetime Learning Credit. If you have uh, a young person, young adult going into college or has been in college, this is many times an area that I have seen lack of planning on the part of parents and coordinating with their, with their college student. What I recommend here is right now is put a plan together for the year and have what you're going to do together. I know many young people and they're to be credited. Hey, they want to reach out. They want to go out on their own. They want to do their own thing. They want to go out and do their taxes, which, you know, that's fabulous. That's great. Yet it's important to be able to work together as a family, do what's best tax-wise. Of course, each family needs to make their decision, but I always recommend at least depending on how much work that the young a uh, college student is doing, uh, perhaps have all the information together, have the students W-2s with the parents W-2s, the 1098T from the school, have all of that together and have it at one tax professional. Don't try to do the free one online because like myself, I do a, do a tax return for an eligible dependent at a very, very reasonable cost. And in many cases, it gets much more money for the family as a whole. And many parents I have found are very generous, especially if they get some of those uh, credits like the American Opportunity Credit for their, uh, for their college student. They share some of that with them. And so it's just very important to do that planning and to discuss that as a family. Another credit keep in mind is the Retirement Savings Contribution Credit, which is very nice because if, you're, if you are contributing like to a simple IRA or a 401k or a traditional IRA, up to $2,000 of those contributions are eligible toward that credit. Now, something that is often overlooked, which is what I visit with people about often, is the fact that they need to utilize this credit in a sense that make sure you contribute enough to, the, to your 
401k, your IRA, that can actually bring your income down so that you can qualify for this credit, which once again, if you're not participating in a, in a retirement plan at your place of work, and it is available, and enrollment is coming up, get involved, especially if your employer matches like 3%, do at least what your employer will match is what, uh, is what my suggestion is. So then we can uh, get the most out of your taxes is what we want to do because it's just so much there because you just little strategies to go, which once again, when you're working with someone year round, like myself, who can help you to make these decisions, to look at these things, not just say, go and do this at tax time, but come in and help to do that as well as if you're just going into this plan and you don't feel like you're getting enough help with your questions or don't know what to sign up or don't know what to invest in at work, that's where at least I know I can come in and help you because I do have a license to also do security. So I'm very familiar with various uh, asset classes and that are used in these and be able to help you to make an informed decision as to what to invest in. So that is my other take too that you need to make sure and do. Another area that's we don't talk about much or haven't talked about actually yet on this show much is residential energy credits. So there is, uh, for some credits, there's a $500 limit. That's for windows, doors, insulation, central air conditioning, water heaters, furnaces, and so on. That's only on your principal resident. It's not for new construction of, play, of homes. Now, these ones, these items that qualify for these credits are usually very well marked at stores saying that, this item qualifies for this credit. And so you need to make sure that if, you're, if you've done one of these types of improvements or if you have a plan to do these, make sure you do these because this lifetime credit of $500 on any of these items and make sure that you have the information together with all your tax paperwork. And as part of our planning process, this would be something that uh, you would make known to me so that I can make sure and make note in my file, okay, we need to make sure and look at this or even bring the paper in. We can add it to the file right now and be ready for tax season. Now, another area is a residential energy efficient property credit, which includes like solar water and electricity, small wind systems, geothermal heat pumps. These are like more major investments that you make onto your property. Now, some people go in the green movement, that's, that's great. And some people just want to do it because you get a 26% tax credit of materials and labor cost, which if it costs $30,000 to perhaps put a solar system on your home, let me see, 30,000 times 20. It used to be easy because it was at 30%. So let's take $30,000 times 26%, $7,800 credit you get. So basically, that system only costs you really about $23,000. That's up front in addition to the energy savings that you get. So that's a very, uh, a very very good thing to keep in mind. If you're thinking of going green, you do get that credit. It is, it is a non-refundable credit. So if you don't use it all in one year, it actually carries over into the next year. So you can use it in future years. I've done this for some clients who, who spent like $50,000 in and basically going completely solar on their home. They're doing great. We used the credit carried over for a couple of years for them. And so they 
basically it was really nice. I had a nice tax refund for a couple of years. So that's something to keep in mind too. If you're thinking about going solar, of course, always picking the right solar company is important. And I do have a recommendation on that if someone ever wants to uh, visit with me or contact me to find out where can you go to uh, get some uh, solar done. Another area that we're talking on is keep in mind here is some changes specifically on the individual returns toward 2021 only, at least under current law. And as of this recording, it's 2021 only. And those are some of the changes from the American Rescue Plan. Uh, the big one, of course, is the child tax credit. And this is part of the planning process because you got to stop and you think if you have children, those who are turning 17 this year in 2021, you are going to get a credit of up to $3,000 for that child. And the way that they did this is fully refundable for most taxpayers. It does phase out uh, if you're if you make more than seventy-five thousand single or one hundred fifty thousand dollars married filing jointly. It does phase out. And as these credits come in, keep in mind it's three thousand for the children age six to seventeen. For those age zero to six, it's three thousand six hundred. So a little bit of a change there, but it's fully refundable, and it's just a whole new new animal. Now, of course, this part, this new animal also has the area of advanced payments, which are actually starting this month in July, July 15th, or when they're to go out, some will get checks, some will get direct deposits based on what happened on their tax return. Now, one area that's not really being talked about too much is the opting out of it. You don't have to get these payments. Basically, they're just saying, if you filed your tax return and you had qualifying dependents on that tax return, we're going to send you this advance payment, which is, uh, which is 250 for a month for children six to 17, and $300 a month for those age 3,000, for those age zero to six. Now, you need to, if you haven't done so already, you need to go into irs.gov. There's an update tool you can use to put in direct deposit information. And now this is important to do. If you're one of those taxpayers who's listening here, who in the past has used some type of service that has a preparer's fee come out of your refund, you definitely need to go in and update direct deposit information to do that so that you can get your credit if you're wanting to do that. My personal recommendation is I'm making the most clients is just opt out. Now this of course is not a taxable deal, but what this does do if you take these advanced payments, it does reduce the amount of credit you get at tax time. You also have to report how much of the advanced credit you received. You're supposed to get a letter come January 2022 that says you received X amount of the advanced child, advanced child tax credit. So what you need to do is just keep that in mind that that's an option. And right now, as of the date of this, this recording, it's too late to opt out for, for the first payment. But you can still go in and opt out of the rest of the payments for the rest of the year, which I think to me is a good idea. And if a client asks me, I say, yeah, go ahead and opt out. But you got to go in and do that. Now, if you're a married filing joint couple, both of you need to go in and opt out of that. So just keep that in mind. If you're thinking about that, 
I want more information. This is, once again, part of the whole planning process. Part of why I'm talking about this is that items such as this, you need to plan and keep in mind, which is why it's important to use a tax professional who can be there to help you to maneuver through all of these items here. There's also, keep in mind, the child and dependent credit, which is for 2021 only, which has upped as well, which basically means you can get up to a $4,000 credit for one qualifying child or an $8,000 credit for two or more qualifying individuals, which is a qualifying individual, keep in mind, is your dependent under age 13 or a dependent that is any age that is incapable of self-care. Now, keep in mind, these increased amounts right now are only for 2021. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but that's where we are as of the date of this recording. If you are participating in an FSA, a flexible spending account at your place of employment and doing dependent care through there, uh, the amount that you can take for the credit is reduced by whatever you paid out of your flexible spending account. Keep in mind that a dependent to claim this credit must live with the taxpayer for more than half the year as well. So as part of your planning process, once again, are you paying for childcare? Some people are maybe having difficulty filing with through coming out of the, the pandemic here still happening. Some people may be having difficulty with that. But make sure that wherever you're getting childcare, that you're keeping track of those payments. But many childcare providers, I'm going to give them a shout out because many of them know people take this credit and they provide the necessary information that parents need to go ahead and claim this credit. So childcare providers, good job. Keep up the good work in helping your clients to claim this child independent care credit. Once again, the taxpayer or the dependent must live with the taxpayer more than half the year. Now, something unusual about this that was not present before is that this is a fully refundable credit. It actually phases completely out for those who make uh, $438,000. Now, another update for 2021 only, which is what we're just talking about here in this case, is that flexible spending accounts for dependent care benefits. If you're at work and you're uh, using a flexible spending account for dependent care benefits, if your employer adopted this, you could, you could use up to $10,500 for dependent care out of your check. That would reduce the child independent credit you're potentially going to take. But in some ways, it, because it reduces your income dollar for dollar, in some ways, at least I feel it's a better way to go if you're able to do it and if your employer adopted that because it just immediately reduces your income. So keep that in mind as well, your flexible spending accounts for the remainder of the year, depending what your employer did or what the options are or whatever, just keep that in mind. Now, as I talk about this importance of planning for this year or the remainder of the year and keeping this up, it is vitally important that whether you're a business owner or an individual, you got to keep good records. That is just a must for both income tracking and expense tracking because you just don't want to be caught up in a bad place if for some reason the IRS picks your return randomly to audit. And of course, uh, if you're doing it right, more than likely you're not going to be because the chances are actually pretty small. But if you do certain things, you can actually increase your chances of being audited, at least from all the information I've received. So 
looking back more closely at the business side here, if you're on a business, income. You have income coming in. Make sure you track that income using sales slips, invoices, statements, some type of sales journal, bank deposits, see, which is what would automatically be done if you have a well-set-up accounting system that was set up by a professional like myself to help you to make sure that you know exactly how much has come in, not to say, okay, how much did I put into the bank this month? No, how much in sales did you actually make? What type of sales did you make? Are they uh, certain items that I sold? Or perhaps if you're in a business that has a combination of product and services, how much was service sales? How much was product sales? Those kind of areas. That way, you know where you are. You know what your gross income is. And then on the flip side of that, you got to stop and you got to think about what am I doing on tracking expenses? Which once again, on expenses, a well-set-up accounting system that has all of your expenses going to the right categories, uh, bank interest going in the right place, bank payments for loans in particular. Are bank payments for loans going to the right account because payments to the bank for your loan are not a business expense. And so that needs to be categorized correctly, which is why, once again, I, look, I help people to get those things set up correctly. That way they are tracking all of that. And they know exactly what their profit and loss is for the year. So receipts, are you keeping receipts? You can keep them electronically, which is okay. You can scan them in, or if you get them an email, store them in an email file. A journal, keeping some type of journal, appointment books, got clients who keep some type of appointment books. Once again, these can be can be manual or they can be electronic, making sure you hold on to those. And with those appointment books, we can also go along with if you're using your business vehicle or using a vehicle in business, you absolutely need to use that vehicle with a mileage log. And back on my website, cashtracksfinancial.com, Again, it has some uh, useful tips on some apps you can use to help track your mileage for business purposes there. So definitely, that's vitally important. Check ledgers, check images. Uh, Nobody really gets canceled checks back anymore, but usually you have access to check images through your bank account. As you log in, you get uh, the electronic copies of your bank statements. Make sure you keep copies of those, download them, store them in some type of storage so that you always have those available. And of course, your credit card statements as well. You need to keep those on hand and available, electronically stored if you need to, or keep them on paper, whatever works for you. And right along with that, I'm going to put, if you make any charitable donations, absolutely have to have a receipt, be it a cash receipt in hand, or you wrote a check, or you did it on a credit card, absolutely have to have a receipt. Now, keep in mind on donations, if you donated um, or more on a single day, you need, it is absolutely required to have a donation acknowledgement from the charity for that donation. And it needs to be before, or at least dated before you file the tax return. Those are all absolutely essentials to have to be able to claim that because so many people in court cases have lost their charitable donations simply because they did not have a properly dated letter of acknowledgement. I've spoken about this so much today 
about the importance of, of having a well-organized accounting system. I can't stress this enough because as you're trying to plan for the remainder of 2021, it is just going to be a headache for you if you don't have a good accounting system set up. Now, whether you actually use an accountant like myself monthly to do all your information or not, that's really up to you. But the key regardless of whether you do that, especially if you are capable of doing some stuff on your own, have the system set up from the beginning properly or have uh, someone like myself, a good professional go in that's willing to work with you and say, okay, I'll go in, I'll get your chart of account set up, I'll get your uh, everything set up right and then you can take care of it all and you can do your bank reconciliation, you can enter all your information, you can enter in your receipts. You can, do, you can do all of that. But I'm going to come in. We're going to work together. I'm going to come in and just review this. We're going to tweak it from time to time. You're, and I'm just going to help you to do it. That way we can know where you are tax-wise and then say, okay, do I need to make adjustments? Is there something I have money for now that maybe some type of equipment? I always come back to equipment because so many people I work with uh, purchase various equipment throughout the year. Or maybe I'm a trucking company and I'm ready to buy that next truck. Well, boom, I got it right there available now. So just different areas like that. Uh, and then looking at where we are overall so that if we can invest back into the business or maybe uh, do some benefits for our employees, extend some benefits that aren't uh, currently available. My favorite to always extend is some type of retirement plan or maybe buy your uh, employees some life insurance. Just just little things that can help you to draw even closer. We are so, so appreciative of everyone listening to this vital information today because it is just vitally important to plan now. So I urge you, if you don't have anything in place, I urge you to get something in place to stop and take a look at it. Give me a call, 844-394-4287. Go success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Let's get something set up. Let's have a free exploration meeting to see what we can do to help you through the remainder of the year to be successful both uh, on your individual tax return and on your business tax return. This is such a pleasure to be able to share all this vital information with you today. Hope you've certainly found it useful. And again, you can always contact me, Marcelino Dodge. It's 844 844- 394-4287 or email me at success at cashtracksfinancial.com. And we're going to go ahead and say thank you so much for listening to the program today. We're going to be back next week with even more vital information that you need to take advantage of. So keep listening here at 9 a.m. Pacific every Thursday. That This is the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week.